Welcome to Coos's Corner, a platform for passionate, unscripted discussions with my guests to entertain and inspire you. Let's get into this episode. For this episode of Coos's Corner, I'm joined by Peanut Butter and Jelly here. They're never apart. Hello. My two best friends, Ayo. Nick CB and Milan Roy. Bonjour. Or Wa. Sorry, yeah. with the French Bonjour. accent, it's Wa. Wa. So, uh, yeah, so these guys are visiting from Ottawa. We're uh, recording at my apartment in, in Montreal, and I want to ask you guys what has impressed you most about Montreal for the day that you've been up here? That's a good question. I like the variety it brings, and like, um, I don't know if I'm like, I, I want to phrase it correctly, but like the multiculturalism and, and what you can experience just like a block, one block away from another. And I'm sure you, you appreciate the architecture. Oh yeah, the architecture, but I'm saying it's a big city vibe. It's a big city and you go in, you know, it's not, it's fast paced. It's fast paced. Yeah. The Metro, like the Metro is so efficient. Like we were going through yeah. Montreal, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we did some distance. We got dropped off on one end of downtown and we were on the Metro for a good 25 minutes going fast as hell. And we were all the way through, still downtown, still the downtown. whole time. Yeah. I'd say it's a fast-paced city, but at the same time, it's a very chill city. It, it, it has yeah. a very different vibe to Toronto. Toronto yeah. is fast-paced as well, but it's, it's, it's pretty relaxed. I find the people are very laid back here. And it, yeah. like you said, compared to Ottawa, the diversity here is just unbelievable. Like we were, we were, we were at the store. We were at the store grabbing beer for, for, for last night. What the guy, what the cashier say to us? He said some shit that like you would not. Have, oh, excuse me. Can I cuss oh, on yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, okay. Cussing, <laughs> cussing's fine. You want to get those advertisements, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Joke, but. but yeah, it's like. It, Wait, yeah. What do you say? Don't don't fuck to her. Yeah, he said don't fuck to her. That's, That's what the cashier, great, great cashier greeting. at the Depener said that to us. Yeah, great greeting. But um, <laughs> thank you for buying my beer. Don't fuck to her. You know? <laughs> what do you respond but, to that? You know? What do you say I, back? I, I think we just laughed. I, 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 I know we, but what should we say? Don't fuck to her, and then uh, and then you you say um, like to you as well. I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, 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 you should fuck too hard. You know. Uh, you know, maybe get yeah, some like, bad luck. What's what's a good response to that? It was yeah, yeah there's, not, there's no correct answer. to Bit that. of an awkward situation, but with the architecture, my favorite thing about the Montreal architecture are the stairs going up to the apartments. Oh yeah. Hey, why why does that stand out to you? I don't know. You just you wouldn't find that. It's very European. Yeah. You won't find that in any other place in Canada, I think. Montreal is like, uh, it's a Europe, a little bit of Europe in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Very European. And we're not even in the most European part of Montreal. Yeah. If you go to old Montreal, that's where you get the really old architecture that really reminds you of France. You guys, I, you guys have both been to Europe. You, li- you both lived in Europe. Yeah, we both lived there. That's Milan right. lived in France. I was in England. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I always you, forget. You didn't live in Europe. They don't. They don't give a shit about Europe, man. It's true. We're out of the well, England's, <laughs> England's out of the EU now. Yeah. What? So I, I always forget how long you were. in... What ages was it for you, Milan? Uh, like it was like first grade. Just, okay, first wait. grade, and then and up until uh, fifth grade. Dang. Yeah. So what, what that was yeah, same as me. Yeah. Well, I was kindergarten to grade four, but like pretty. Yeah. Yeah, but me, yeah, me was it was. Same I started age. my first grade, so basically I started school, in, in Europe. Yeah. So I was I was ahead, uh, for a lot. So that's why I, like, so, socially, like, were you kind of like brought up around different things? Because I mean, those are like the formative years in terms of like who you are as a preteen, as as a young youth, coming over to Canada in grade six and stuff. I don't know, like, like socially, was it like a, a, a jump, or did you like just... 
Not because he so knew. We, we like, were different. We were different, you know. Like I went to that school like in kindergarten and shit. I went to like the name of the school was Saint Marie, so I already knew some people there yeah. when I left. Like I was, I was still, I was still aware that I was leaving, and I cried a lot because my friend Gorky from Saint Marie, I was leaving him. I was like, yo, it's my best friend. It's true. Him. Me too. He'll take I... me away. And then, fucking, that's what I'm saying. Gor- like Gorky stayed in Canada. I went to, you know what I mean. And then I made, like, I, I didn't stay in one city during the whole time we were there. So we, we changed. Well, for me, made new friends every time. England was where I first made my best friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like f- from ages five to ten, that's when you first make your your good friends. Before yeah. before that, you don't really remember much. But for me, like mm-hmm. leaving England. I left my two best friends, and at the time, they they are like the only friends you have. Your family, you know. And it's like, geez, and I remember coming to Canada, and Canada and England are very similar cultures. Like mm-hmm. at least it's France. There's a language difference, which makes it a bit different, but um, mm-hmm. but there's still French in Canada. But uh, what I was gonna say, like, even though the culture was the same, it was huge language barrier. Huge. Yeah, the way I talked was had a British accent. Yeah. Like, being the one kid at school who talked differently, that was very tough for me. Like, yeah. I remember, like, the way I would say people's names was different than the way other people would say it. Yeah. And, like, I'd go home and I'd be like, Fuck, like man, this is, I don't like that. Like, yeah. I remember one day coming home from school and, like, just crying and being like, yo, I want to go back to England. Like, I, this, this is... It'd be tough. It's a huge culture difference. And just, like, adjusting to that as an 11-year-old kid, it's a lot. Yeah, you don't really know how, it's not easy. how to take it at that age but looking back on it like the decision my parents made to come back to Canada was a very good decision Canada's a, Canada's a great place like yeah. there's just more yeah. more opportunities for people here that like in England it's a very class structured place but it's like the yeah, safest yeah. thing to, to put your kid through is going through Canada school because in France like dude the fucking shit you have to do like you know, there's a bunch of people that like they can't like graduate high school you know what I mean because they need like a certain grade mm-hmm. to yeah. get their their back there. Speaking of schooling, you guys some, people, some people don't get it. It's fucked up, bro. Some people are not gonna get jobs. You know? Yeah, interesting. Both of you guys are at Carleton. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys what what is something you really like about Carleton, and what is something that you really dislike about Carleton? Uh, well, one thing I like about Carleton is that like when I go buy beer at a at, at a liquor store, like when the guy like. Like accepts my money. He's like, "All right, thank you, thank you very much for buying the beer." And then he says, "No, fuck too soft." They have a they have a very they have a very different perspective. You know what I mean? It's different than Montreal. It's different, you know. And they 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 say go you know don't go too gently, you know. And it's different morals. You raise your different morals in that area. Right. Oh my god. And I'm not gonna get into the math of of this, but no. But seriously though, I like Carlton's like campus because like I don't know some of my buddies like me and Milan neither of us are on res, but some of my buddies who were on res, like, we'd go, we'd do something, we'd go off res, and we'd, like, see, like, children, and they'd be like, man, I haven't seen children in months. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because when you're on campus all the time, like, you just, it's only people that are there for university, and you're really surrounded by it, and it's nothing else. I haven't seen, for me, being in Montreal, being in res, like, I haven't seen a high school or an elementary school. I in Montreal, I could not tell you where they are in this city. Mm. I mean, you're downtown too. Yeah, I feel like that's like a lot of suburban places. Don't. But think about Ottawa. Like, you don't. You don't. Who raises kids downtown? Yeah, but Ottawa has Lisker High School. It has, but yeah. it's not. It is different. Well, you said there's. But a I, I get what you're saying with like you're just not seeing many kids. Like I, I don't see kids very often. Either. 
like I definitely okay, like like throughout our day, like today, like walking around, going to the art museum, going to like get food and stuff. Like there's like kids around and stuff, and like you just like, anyways, you get my point. But, yeah, you know, Carl Carlin's a good school. I don't I don't know what I'd even say like I don't like about it. Like a lot of it's kind of like there's nothing that's crazy sick gonna blow you away, but like I don't really have a lot of complaints. Like mm-hmm. it's a good spot to be. I get my work done. Like I like my like the courses I'm taking. Like I'm happy with the spot I'm at. I don't know yeah. what, what about you, Melanie? Like all the tools, like all the tools are there. Like they give you everything. Like just like there's no yeah you can't you can't complain because I know maybe there is not the most impressive campus you know in Canada but when you look at what's inside and the labs and stuff like that like so much dude hey come on like, so many sick labs very sick lab dude the, the fucking engine labs man and thermal I know man engine lab what's, what's what's that project you know that fourth year project the ball yeah. like the 360 revolution like the oh fuck dude, I forget the name of it it's escaping me right now I'm actually thinking about their, their, their racing Carlton U Racing the fucking cars they make in the camp. So Carlton makes there's like a racing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. program. Yeah, yeah they have yeah 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 it's, it's well known. So you make a race car. Yeah, they make a race car. Jeez. So it's a very nice race car. That'd be cool. Yeah. But like they made a solar car too. One of the things that you said yesterday powered, powered by the sun. That I found sun. interesting <laughs> was that you were talking about the workload with engineering, and you said a lot of people think that engineering is a lot tougher than it is. Yeah. But for you, you've been doing this for the past four years since grade oh, eleven. I'll kind of explain my reasoning for that. It's like, I don't know, like, I look at, like, you, okay, you look at, like, English, an English major or something like that, and you say, like, okay, like, you have to do readings, like, reading words, reading books, like, I've been doing that since I'm, like, I don't know, like, 10, like, no, okay, yeah, I could read before 10, but <laughs> you know what I mean, like. You're a late but, bloomer when it came to <laughs> <laughs> I was an early walker, guys, come on. Yeah, yeah I made up for it with the walking. <laughs> no, but, but, <laughs> but, no, like. Engineering, outside looking in, like, if you are an English major looking at engineering, you see some of the complex physics and, like, equations we're doing, and it just seems like another language. And it is another language. And it's a language that I've been practicing since, um, like, young, young, but, like, well, okay, not young, we've all been doing math, but, like, grade 11 physics, grade 12 physics, just building on things, and these are all the classes I'm taking. And maybe we have to do take a, do have to take a bit more, couple more courses, because, Engineering, there isn't really a big room for error. If you if you screw up, if you don't br- b- build your bridge right, people die. And it's like, of course, you want to yeah. get it near perfection. But workload-wise, as a degree, obviously it looks way harder because the stuff looks more complex outside looking in. But I bet I don't have a whole lot more workload than you if we're taking the same amount of courses. Like maybe it's a bit, yeah, a bit more. So I have labs. I have a lab with all, most of my classes. But I don't know. I've always had the view that anyone doing anything to do with sciences is working a lot more than than others. Just because of all the labs and all the extra classes you have to go to. I guess. But it, if, it, if that's your passion, it won't be harder. Some people take it too seriously, though. Because, like, I, I mean, in my, in my opinion, I think you go to university, to get, you have to get a degree, and you have to learn and get educated. You're also doing it to practice, like, you know, social skills and grow as a person. And if you're only going there to focus on your degree and your education, you're not, like, getting the most you can out of it. This year, especially, now that I'm not in res, I've noticed how big networking is in exactly. the university. Exactly. Like, for me, I, I didn't really need to network much because I was in res. That was more my networking uh, like where I would do most of my networking, yeah. just like meeting people at the cafeteria, hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. But now that I live in an apartment with only three other guys, like you got to make an effort to 
to really meet people now. Yeah. And nice. for for some people, it's really tough. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I'm saying like, like the first like year, especially in engineering, because you know that like depending on its program, he's in another aspect of the world and society. You know what I mean? Like civil, they have the roads and everything. Mechanical, they have like the automobiles. They have you know a, a bunch of a bunch of electrical, all the you know all the gadgets. So basically, you're like, wow, dude, if I network a lot, I'm gonna have a lot of friends in those fields. And first of all, you're going to Carleton and. And Carlton's a pretty good school in engineering, so they'll make it at a good level in the industry. In the industry, so you know, like you network now, but then you're, you know, people in all the fucking areas, all the aspects. Well, for example, Nick's in mechanical engineering. Right. You're in architectural engineering. Right. Yeah. And so if, if I need something, and then he's from Carlton, look look at the networking. Look how I can acquire the the uh, skill set, the skill sets, like, like that. So through like your teammates, you know? for the two of you, you're both in engineering, but different yeah. focus. How many classes do you have to take that are the same and how many are different? Like, are, would you say it's 50, 50? Like uh, between us? Yeah. Like how many classes do you take the same course as Milan? Oh, I mean, it gets like, thing is with like just school period, like it gets more and more specific throughout the years. So last year, I think we had all pretty much all the same classes. We didn't have pretty any much. classes together. No, but like but you, 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 you had architecture. I didn't. I had an extra elective. You didn't. Yeah. You yeah. Had, you, had to, you you had to take six courses second semester. I did six courses. Yeah. And uh, and then this year, it was six. I, I I had to take I have to take dynamics. I have to take graphic design. So like it gets like last year is pretty much the same. This year is getting more specific. Then next year I don't think we have any of the same at all. I don't think yeah. So that's the same as the setup as my business program with yeah. For example, I I'm in marketing. My roommate Noah's in finance, and my other roommate Nicole is in business technology management. And we've all taken the same courses up until now, and now we're starting to yeah. do different things. What, what what are the courses that you're taking that I'm not taking? Um, well, yeah, uh, heritage technology. Uh, you already took CCDP, so no, that's the same. Um, fucking process analysis, you don't have that. That's it. Interesting. Yes. For you, Milan, last time we did a podcast yes. episode... Um, you said that you were into old school funk music. Oh uh, yeah, actually yeah. Are you still? Is that still your vibe these days, or what have you been listening to recently? Uh, I've been listening to recently actually a lot of jazz. I've been, I've been, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of off the the funk like. Yeah. It has its limits. Like I can't like, I can't always be happy. You know, like it's <laughs> uh, the funk is. It's always a very happy song. It always makes me want to say like like. Hey, like you're looking fine tonight. You know, baby girl. Like all the, all the time. You know. And then just like where like really wanted a afro, I wanted to like you know it's it's just bad. Yeah, just bad for me. So then I said okay, I'm gonna go into jazz, and I'm listening to American jazz. Oh yeah, yeah. What time period? Uh, 30s and 40s. Jeez. Yeah. What about you, Nick? What are you listening to these days? <clears throat> um, yo, know, I've just been bumping like bare like Playboy, TK, like. Just the classics, you know what I'm saying? Like, Two completely different Sheck, feels. Sheck West. No, I'm half kidding. Okay, like... No, actually, I do I, listen to Playboy a lot. I gotta lie. Play, Playboy Cardi is like... Playboy Cardi, I listen to his both albums. I think they're both the best albums Flatbed. ever. If you, if you, this is for the podcast listeners. If you haven't listened to Flatbed Freestyle, I'm just saying. Flatbed Freestyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll die later. Huge song. You know what's an even bigger song? I don't, I'm not trying to flex on you, Nick, but other shit, 
that he oh, they yeah, posted. Yeah, yeah. That I'm, is, I'm yeah. These are gonna be the songs, like the, the instrumentals of the future. Like you, when you listen to it, like wow, I'm this this like, bumps so hard. Do you know why? Because this is the new era of music. But he did it, like how how long he did that ago? Man? The Playboy album, the first one. That was twenty. That was came out when I was twelve, mid grade twelve. That's you know, ahead of his time. Almost and then two years ago. Lil Uzi makes that same sound, and you already know Lil Uzi. The album is gonna drop. Is gonna determine where hip hop is gonna go, or what? Where? You think Lil Uzi yeah. has that big? Of yeah, yeah, of course. No. Uh, big of an influence. Yes, he does. Okay. I don't care. I don't know, but like honestly, I, I don't think he's in that top tier yet. Like, well, I don't think he's close to the top tier. I feel you like he's close. He's he's gonna post uh, some shit that's gonna be on another. The level. top tier is. You saying he's gonna Drake, Kendrick, and J Cole. Um, but you could put Travis there too. Now Travis is getting. There. I'm not saying. I'm not saying as an artist. Like, okay. Think about Travis, like you, you may not respect his like lyricism, like you respect Kendrick and like Cole as like rappers, but like Travis, like he makes masterpieces. Like you know, you know he like he's the only like one of the only big rappers that like he is in on the process of like mixing and mastering a song. So he he really cares about like the final product and what the quality of like the sound waves are. He gets down to like the science of it, and I respect that. Like he makes masterpieces. I'm not a huge Travis fan. I'm not like yeah sucking him off, but like I do I respect, think that I respect the work. You know. For a lot of these big guys in hip hop, they're not, they don't know the theory behind music as much. But I think Travis Scott does. Exactly. He seems like he's very smart musically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the. That's the and I think I he he's next in line to get into that top tier. I think. I think he's already there. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, probably. dude. Like, like, I, I, like I've seen his shows. Like the the, the people really know the these songs by heart, and they're like a huge amount. Yeah. You know, if you're who, who, doesn't know, who doesn't know a Travis song? Like, yeah. Like, and plus Sycamore this year? Yeah, Sycamore was probably the song of the year. Yeah, would you say that? It wasn't my favorite, but I would say it was the song of the year. My favorite song of the year was probably Going Bad by Drake and Meek Mill. Yeah, that was I got fucking more hard. slaps than the Beatles. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard bar. Yeah. Born. Like, I, I like the line, Drizzy uh, and I back to back. Back home smoking legal. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Um, Don Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> but that album, I I was very surprised with that album. Yeah. That came out like. Pfft. But to be you fair, loved, you loved Meek. I man. loved that album. Like, <laughs> James was sick. The thing about Meek Mill though, like that all break. Play that all. Exactly. He had to come out with a big album. Like coming out of jail, there was so much hype around him. If he had had a bunk album. Like I, I don't know where he would be. I think he is also close to going into that top tier. If he comes out with another fire album, I think I'd put him in the top tier. Okay. For some people, I don't know about like if he gets okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna discredit you. Yeah, no, but I respect what you say. Well, that's my opinion. I don't know what. Like, who do you think is on the come up these days? I just don't think like Meek Mill's like uh, ahead of his like. He's not someone that's on the come up. You know, he's had a career. Yeah. No. For sure. Someone on the come up, like. Talking about Playboy, I think. Yeah, Meek Mill's I, not on the come up. Okay, I don't, I don't mean to be that like that like, kid that's like, yo, Mo Bamba. Like I actually. Like Shaq West. Shaq West is sick, and like beyond is like beyond just like I don't even think Mo Bamba is like is one of his top three songs. Like, there's way better stuff. I don't know, sick artist, but no one's no one's caught on yet. Just like the thing that's crazy Mo about Mo Bamba is that it's been out for a lot longer before it got popular. Dude, Nicola showed it to me when it had like six hundred thousand views or something. In what February, and then yeah, and then in in the summer. It blew up. It blew up. And every white girl's playing it now. <laughs> like Yeah, I feel like Gunna's gonna be really huge, man. Yeah, Gunna. he's been yeah. he's been what do you guys think? out there. 
kind of yeah, kind of sick, man. I like kind of yeah, sick. I really like his, little baby. His, yeah, okay. This one did good. But yes, indeed, just put him on. Yes, indeed, yeah. See, that's the thing about Drake. He goes and features on on one of your songs, and he can yeah. blow you up. I'm not gonna lie, you know who's up next, bro? Blueface. Blueface, yeah. Listen to Blueface, you're lacking. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hey. Bust it down, Tatiana. So, you got on to Brockhampton before they got big. Yeah. What's next for them? What's next for them? Honestly, man, I've kind of been disappointed with, like, okay, sorry, I can't say disappointed. It's just, like, Brockhampton had, like, different fan bases. Because, like, um, they're very, they're very, like, you know, they're, they're weirdos that are, like, cool. And they're, like, you know what I mean? And it's, like, people, like, people, like, love them and, like, look up to that. And it's like at first, like they were like you know underground hip hop, and it was like, this is dope. Like th- this group is really sick. Like me and Matt got into them like really early, and like we went to the show, and there was like, two hundred people there and shit, and it was like really low key, and then it just like blew up. And when they kicked out Amir, obviously you got to do that. Like, there's like sexual like abuse stuff, like, stuff or, or I forget what happened, but like sexual. There's controversy. There's al- allegations about something. Yeah. And. Uh, I don't know. I, f- I feel like they switched up their vibe and tried to like appeal to a different fan base that wasn't in in my kind of taste. But I respect what they're doing still. And if they if they would come to Ottawa, I'd still go see them. Man, like for sure. Out of it was cool to see this summer. It was cool to see because at Blues Fest they performed a song like Wildfire right before it came out. That was like that was a world premiere of that song. Yeah, that was a big song as well. Yeah, yeah, and that was that match champions versus on that was amazing. In Ottawa, world premiere. Wow, it was so nice. Yeah, actually, the wildfire. I, I fuck with that. Apart from that, like, who's your go-to guy in Brockhampton? Oh, like it, wasn't it Amir? I, I Merlin's like hard as shit, but like I respect. I respect <laughs> yeah, the Merlin hard, is, is hard as shit. <laughs> yeah. My favorite line in any Brockhampton song is "This is Merlin Wood, man. Yeah. Everywhere I go is a woodlands." I think Dude, that line is so I, sick. When I, what, was, what was the bar? What was the what's the bar like right before that in Sweet? Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I met them. Like me and Matt met them when we talked to them. I, yeah, so I, I said to him, you I, met them at the McDonald's after the show yeah, in Toronto. And I, I said to Merlin, I'm like, I, I, I'm like yo, because Sweet came out like a week before. I'm like yo, if I'm Sweet, like that bar, like um, don't call me stupid. That ain't the way my name pronounced. And he's like. That was, that was that a hard was line. That that comes in hard. Man, I'm just that was that was a good memory, man. Shout out, shout, yo, shout out to Matt. He couldn't make it this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> lockdown got school to do, but shout out to Matt, man. I think the best part of this weekend is that it was spontaneous. You know, text me like I texted you on when? Wednesday and you <laughs> came up on Friday. Yeah, fuck it, why not? So, and set us up. yeah, and glad to have you guys here. Like this is, it's been since what the Christmas break since I saw you guys and yeah. Ottawa was fun over the Christmas break. It's, it was a good time. There's no, like, one... There was nothing... I wanted, I wanted to, like, see more people, though. There was no party to, like... Yeah. I just wanted to, like, yeah. say what's up to... I don't know. It's always nice when there's a party when everyone's back from university because you get to kind of... Catch up with people. Catch up with everyone in high school. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like people... You, you kind of take them for granted, those people in high school. Yeah, they're just, like, people that I wish I fucking made time for. Well, let's think about it. You spent... Four years, Since eight hours, or six holidays. hours a day for five. You spent 30 hours a week so it's not with that these much. people. Like, it keeps us occupied. We have like so much time, to, so much spare time. I feel like I have a lot of spare time. Now like, that you're in university? Like, I'm talking about like when out of lectures and stuff like that, like to do homework. Like I'm saying like I have, I have a lot of time to do homework. And I think that's what kills a lot of people in university yeah. yep. is that there's too much time. You think? Yeah. They get distracted. Time, so yeah, we get distracted and then 
It's a loop. Yeah, you and you can put off <clears throat> assignments. You can say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Like, yeah. I, I've done it, like... Yeah, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. For sure, sometimes, yeah. For me, for me, it worked all the time, thank God. But uh, at the same time, um, I do take advantage of, uh, of uh, bullshit writing, so... Yeah. One of the things that I take pride in is that I've never submitted an assignment late. Yeah, that's good. That's same. just one of the things same. I've... I don't know. I never. I, I if there's that. a deadline, I respect it. I, I don't. Don't fuck around. Yeah, I don't fuck around. Your shit doesn't. But I don't know. Some people. They're okay with handing in stuff late and losing yeah. percent. I have. I have a question for you guys. Are you guys? Oh no! Really? <laughs> <laughs> he just, sorry. He just showed me a Snapchat. Um, is there like? Are you guys excited to be out of school and in the workforce? Like, are you guys excited to get out of school, or are you gonna like? Like Personally, for me, life. I've never worked in an office, so yeah, I'm excited. I know a lot of people complain about like, oh, like school work and shit, but like, like I wanna, I'm enjoying myself. Like, I, I enjoy school know. though. Yeah, no, I know that like the work is gonna be work. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why people think that you know, uh, like I don't wanna, you know, like just get my work over with, you know, with university and stuff like that, and then they think you know their job they're just gonna chillax all day, you know. Exactly. So I'm just kind of getting ready to to really like. Be right. able to be a, a yeah and be, uh, and be able to yeah be be you know be productive a good, like be a good engineer you know what you I mean? can't and you can't you can't just be a, a bean as a worker you know what yeah, I'm yeah. you can't lack like, try to push just, limits push limits all the time a, can't be a waste dude for me though I don't know sometimes one of my uh, like downsides <laughs> I look too far into the future I think yeah like that, I, that's possible. I don't know that's, if that's possible. the worst downside though it's no. good it's good to be you know thinking about the future and preparing and, and having ideas and having goals. Exactly, that's huge. I'm gonna work towards. Like it, it, I. It's tough to see some people that like. They they just have no. No plan. They're just like there. There is there is yeah, a that's benefit okay sometimes. Though. That's okay sometimes. For sure, for sure. There's points in your life when you need to, just be. Go with the flow. Chilling. You can't. You can't always like. You know. Um, you can't always be set on the future, and you can't always ways, live in the moment. Live and stuck in like and do, make make things go in your own ways. You gotta just go with the go with the flow sometimes. Like, for sure, you know, just go with the universe. Yeah, <laughs> karma, karma, man. Do you believe what goes around comes around? Do you believe in that stuff? Are you like? I'm a big believer in karma because of my roommate Noah. My roommate Noah last year, I met him in no, <laughs> yeah, he has, <laughs> he has bad karma. No, I'm just kidding. Um, if anything, he has good karma. But uh, I met him in res, and he really talked to me about karma and how he believed in it, and that if you do good things, good things will happen to you. If you do bad things, it'll come back to bite you in the ass. And you know what? It's true. It's true. Well, I, I believe so. I believe so, too. I mean, no, I don't have to. It's kind of like you make your own luck. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the way, you're, you, the way you make decisions will affect you. And if you make decisions that will help other people, generally it will help you as well. Or like be good to you. I don't know. Are you, do you agree with karma? Yeah, I don't know. For sure. I definitely like... Yeah, for sure. Yo, you know, the other day I'm like, yo, karma, oh my God. Cause well, it's like good vibes and bad vibes, right? There's this one thing I'm learning in my um, yeah. leadership and motivation class, and it's called effectivity. And there's positive effectivity and negative effectivity. And basically, if you have, if you're a negative effective person, the you are, uh, let's fucking Nicole, party, yo. 
Nicole, <laughs> you're joining the podcast. You got, skate? you got skates? Say oh. what's up. Say what's up. Wait, wait. Oh, damn. What up? What's up, podcast? <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, like, if you're a negative affected person, you're always complaining. You're always, you've got bad vibes. But if you're a positive affected person, you're, you're bringing so, good vibes to the table. So, so just catching you up, uh, Nicole just came back from a hockey game. How'd it go, buddy? You win MVP? Oh. Oh, you played Quite today. the opposite. Quite the opposite. Poor uh, performance. Well, you're uh, sick. You're sick, bro. Yeah. Poor performance. No goals. And no... We had six skaters. So, like... No. Lots of ice time. Dang. Yeah. What, what was the score? Two zip. Two nothing. Other team or... Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, these things happen, bro. That was yeah. bad. I'll get Nicola, the intramural inter- MVP. Hey, last game you played two goals. Note that. <laughs> <laughs> Prospect. <laughs> yeah, prospect. Jeez. Concordia Stingers, look out for him. Speaking of Concordia Stingers, how are you enjoying uh, your job, bro? Yeah, so I'm working for uh, the varsity sports games, and I'm doing random stuff that they need to be done. Uh, Sorry, just big jewel rope. Um, so you- <laughs> <laughs> You're such a loser. I know. Fun. Immortalized in <laughs> podcast. Yeah, he had to. <laughs> I, I know the picture we're using the title. He had to slide that in. <laughs> but um, uh, you, did the shot, you did the shot clock in the basketball Yeah, so I did the Concordia. shot clock for the basketball games uh, last night, actually. And uh, tonight I'm... Or two nights ago. Uh, tonight I am filming the hockey games. It's chill, man. I get paid to watch sports. Yeah. I, that's the, US, I also... Uh, like, I went on the school newspapers podcast. The sports podcast. It's called The Link. Uh, that's the name of the newspaper and the podcast is called the Press Box Hattrick. And uh, I actually talked about the Concordia Stinger sports teams and like what I thought about um, some players, how they're playing and all that stuff. So that was cool. It was yeah. a cool experience. That's really cool. But um, I'm happy, bro. I think you found something that you can like, kind of like enjoy going to do to make money. It's mm-hmm. like not easy. Like, okay, obviously there's things like that, but like at this age, like... For a minimum wage job? It's pretty damn, yeah. Like... And especially in Montreal, there's not many only English-speaking jobs. So for me, this is good. Yeah. And it's an excuse to go out and actually watch the sports teams at Concordia. Mm-hmm. Because they're at the other campus, it's tough to get to. So now I get paid to go there and do these random things. Like, I've gotten to know some of the basketball coaches and the hockey coaches. I've gotten to know a lot of the football players because they do it with me. Like, a lot of athletes do this job as well. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten to know a lot of varsity athletes, which is which is interesting. Like it's cool to hear their perspective on these sports. Like for example, yesterday or two nights ago, I was talking to um, the starting power forward for Concordia before his game, and we were talking about the Porzingis trade. Like, damn, just cool hearing like That's a guy true. who plays a high level of basketball talk about okay. the NBA and his thoughts about that. I know this isn't uh, Kusin Quinn right now, but what do you think of the Porzingis trade? Oh, I love it. For both teams? Both teams. Me too, man. I only like it for the Knicks if they sign two top, top free agents. I think they'll land. I think they'll land. I don't know if they're going to... You really think Kyrie's not in Boston next year? I think they could be going after KD and Kyrie. I think that's their plan. Yeah. But, like... But for the the Mavericks... Like... uh, Luka Doncic and Porzingis are going to be amazing together. I know. I know. Fuck. (laughs) Crazy. Um, Don't get shit. Nick, yeah, tomorrow night, disgusting. Super Bowl. 
Yes, sir. This this podcast is going to be released after the Super Bowl, but let's get you on record. Oh. What's your prediction? Love the Rams. Love watching them play. I think McVay's a great coach. I think he's might maybe not like a dynasty like I'm saying like Patriots, but like I think they're gonna have they're gonna be good for a while as long as McVay's coaching. And I think they're great, but I don't think they're gonna be the Patriots. I'm gonna be putting on a lot of uh, prop bets. I'm, I'm gonna get a bet three six five account. And, yeah. And uh, do some bets for the Super Bowl. Just some random ones. I might bet on the coin toss. Yeah, that's cool. Gonna go tails. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. What? Number times I've said ahead in one. No, I don't know. I I looked at the over under for Tom Brady rushing yards. It's zero point five yards. Come on, he's gonna QB sneak once. And maybe get zero point five yards. (laughs) Like, no, well it's zero point five because he. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. Like. Yeah, honestly, that's Gronk's good, Gronk's over under for receiving yards is fifty yards. I think Jared. I think they're going to use Jared Goff as a runner a lot. It's like fifty th- yards for Gronk. I think it's really dependent on Gurley. I don't know. Like they've been resting Gurley. Gurley's been whack. Like I don't know if it's like on purpose. Like I don't know what's up. Because like they rested Gurley at the end of the year because he was kind of injured after like the Chiefs Chiefs game. So ever since then they've been resting him. Yeah. And then he came back for the playoffs, but like he hasn't been. At that MVP caliber that he was before. So. Yeah. Um, we had, before doing this podcast, we attended the uh, Musée de Beaux Arts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which was your favorite piece Musée of art in, uh, in the art gallery here? <clears throat> um, I think my, uh, the, the one I, that I most appreciated and I took the most time looking at, and I just genuinely, I was like, nice, the Picasso. It was a Picasso, and it was... Um, one of the musketeers, so the Picasso yeah. drew a musketeer, musketeer, and then, uh, and I was looking at it and I'm like, wow, this is, it's fucking beautiful, and looking at Picasso's signature, I was like, it is pretty like, crazy to see those big name artists at the yeah. art gallery. Yeah, I think Nick had, yeah. had one for his money, huh? Yeah, you remember how I reacted? Like I looked over. Yeah, you I were shocked. Like, oh, no. <gasps> you I ran out. Like, o- you didn't run over, but you walked very quickly over to this I'm piece like, of art. Yo, that's a Basquiat right there. Like no chance. Basquiat. He, yeah, Jean-Michel Basquiat. Like, you ever? I don't know if you ever seen like J Cole like use like the crown on his album. That's like a, it's like the Basquiat. Like he, you've definitely seen his his art. Like you saw yeah. that one, Mickey Mouse one. Like, oh, well, you also said he his hair was kind of like the weekend, right? Like yeah, inspired. Yeah. The, the weekend. The weekend took his like hair from the from Basquiat, like the, the idea for it and stuff. I don't know, man. Sick artist. Twenty Seven Club, R.I.P. But great artist. He he worked with uh, Warhol a lot at the end of Warhol's life. Jeez. Yeah, they were like really, really close. For me, my favorite piece of art in that museum, I really like, there's a big painting with the um, spaceship going into space oh, for the first time. That is a nice And one. in the front of the, in the foreview of the painting is a bunch of painters painting the rocket going into space. Yeah. I think it was the, that's one of the ones that could come back. I don't know, it was one of the explorers, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Uh, but there's some really cool stuff at that art gallery. Yeah. We we sculpture wise. We too. didn't even do the exhibit because uh, we just went to the free part for students, the permanent. But there's some cool stuff. One of the coolest things though in Montreal is that Leonard Cohen mural on Crescent Street. Yeah, we took we took, we took a good while there looking at it. It was it was it's breathtaking. That's beautiful. It's breathtaking. on the side of an apartment building and it's mm-hmm. amazing. That's such a great way to honor him too. I don't know. I just like. 
That was his spot. That's where he helped people. That was where he was known. And then it has a huge mural that you can see from everywhere in the city on a huge building. Like, yeah, it's it probably great. well done too. It's, it's very it's well done. Very Would you rather have that or a statue? Oh, don't ask me that. Come like, on, come on. What? That's huge, bro. Yeah, I'd have yeah, this. I'd have mural, you can see that. From, way you can see that from so many buildings downtown. Like, I don't even like. I'm not saying like, oh, like I want people to see me, whatever. That's just beautiful. And that's just yeah. stands out. Like you don't get that a lot. And it's like. It's just kind of like he's like looking over, you know. He has he has the hand there, like a bunch of yeah, his hand over his heart. But for you two, like you guys have been going to the art gallery more often now. Yeah, like in Ottawa. In Ottawa. Yeah. Like in high school, I I never went to the art gallery. I don't. I think it's like you kind of like you don't like appreciate it when you're like a kid. Yeah. Okay, I'm not saying like a kid, but like even like seventeen, like sixteen. Well, we were saying we were saying in the art gallery today, like. It's amazing that someone actually did this. Like, a person yeah. did this. Like, well, that's so know, creative like, and so skilled. I'm just, like, starting with a black, blank canvas and just, like, I, lo- I love it when I can feel, like, you know, see, like, the emotion the artist is trying to convey through a piece and just see where their ideas, you know, were in it. I don't know. That's, what, that's why I like the Basquiat so much. You can just see exactly, like, he's putting his ideas on a, on a page, you know. And it is interesting to go to an art gallery with different people, like seeing different perspectives. Because there were some pieces of art that the three of us just saw completely different things. Absolutely. It's important to have perspective on art. You can't just look at it like, cool, that's a cool drawing. Like, that's a tree. Okay, it's a tree. No, it's not. It's not a tree. So much more. I don't know. (laughs) How's your art coming along, Glenn? My art? It's been stalling a lot, but I've I've been I've been shoe designing though. Yeah. I have been shoe designing. Yeah, so you're good. Uh, you're good drawing. Mm-hmm. So I'm um. I was never a good artist, like I, for me especially, okay. like, which is, so my mom's grandmother. I was telling Milan this earlier. My mom's grandmother learned, um, like her <coughs> mentor was Arthur Lismer from the Group of Seven. So she was an art like a big artist. Like she's. She's a well-known Canadian artist and has some of her work at the National Art Gallery in Ottawa. Yeah. But, like, for me, I can't draw for shit. Yeah. Right. But I, it's like anything. I feel like it's practice. It's or do you think you have it or not? Oh, no, it's something you, something you develop. It's something that, um, depending on how you, you, you exercise your hand, if you write a lot, your hand exercises a lot, you can do the motions that you want on a paper. A lot of people, they can't do, you know, like, curves because you know like their their hands are not you know strong enough so they have to, they do crooked stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think it's something yeah it's practice for sure for sure i'm saying any uh suggestions for music or uh, art hmm. before we end off the podcast i don't know man art wise just like go to the art gallery and like try to look at shit open-mindedly i don't know music Milan, you're on some pretty sick music right now. I like the new wave. Yeah, what, what are some of these jazz songs that people should be listening to? Actually, there's one album I, I feel like I should shout out. I should go grab the... Uh, it's El, El Michel. I don't even know. Is he French? No, I don't think so. I don't even know. Anyways, so this guy. Yes, El Michel's Affair. And um, the name of the album is Enter the 37th Chamber. And it's oh, a, I know um, this one. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically this guy listened to, I guess, Wu Tang, and then interpreted, like in a jazz like way. In jazz way. All the, the, the all the songs. The instruments. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and, and, and there's some that. 
just fantastic. Very, very nice sound. Very nice composition. A real good time. Uh, Hank Williams, actually, I've been listening to recently. I'm, I'm going to check him out. Listeners should, too. But, um, yeah, I'll, you know, right after this podcast, I'll, I'll go blast some of that. This has house. been uh, an episode of Coos's Corner, and thank you uh, for coming on, Nick and Milan. Hey, thank you for having me. Hope to see you soon as well. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure.